Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hello, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Nintendo Voice Chat Podcast. Uh, this is uh, episode 87. Did you say podcast? Podcast. Yes. It's for cats. Uh, cats. Plus cats. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is our 87th uh, podcast and uh, the first one to be introduced by the uh, king of all video games, Mario. Nice. Super Mario, as we know him now. Oh, wow. Could you tell how he had a mushroom after that? That point, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig ran into uh, Charles Martinet at uh, or Martinet. We don't know. Uh, Martinet, I think. Martinet. Okay, at uh, what is that? At Gamescom in Germany, where he's been, and uh, he he had um, uh, I, guess, I guess I assume he cornered him in the in the in the elevator or something, and held a iPhone up to his face and said, "Promote our podcast." Start talking. But whatever he <laughs> Do did, the Mario voice. Tell me your Mario secrets. <laughs> You know, he he not only voices Mario uh, since 1995, but he's also voiced Luigi, Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, Waluigi, Wahoo! Mario, and, wait for it, Toadsworth. Toadsworth, wow. Toadsworth. The princess wait, what, what voices was he doing? Was he just doing sound effects hey! in, 19, in 1985? <laughs> 95. Uh, oh, 95. 95. Okay, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> Apparently he started working for Nintendo in the, in the 80s, but uh, I don't know if he was doing Mario voiceover work until 90, 95, and around then, you know, they're already going to... 
Yeah, having Mario voices in uh, 64. Hiya! Ah yeah yeah yeah. But dude, that guy's made for life. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. Well, awesome. I, hopefully we could use that from now on until we get a uh, who, who else's voice do we want to get? We were talking earlier. We want to get Bo- the We want to get Sonic. <laughs> yeah. We want to get Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Yeah. <laughs> White yes. and definitely Bubsy. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephon's here. We could get Samus. Now. We could get Samus. She has a. a she could be a, very boring voiced. and monotone. She'd be really mopey about it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a podcast. Have fun. She's, Thumbs down. She, she, she has a hard job. Um, well, uh, so today we uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Metroid for Who's sure. Here? Everybody in this room is. Who's oh yeah, in yeah. This room. <laughs> but first, we're gonna introduce people. Thanks for the Scott way. We <laughs> sit in the dark, so we actually don't know who we're podcasting with until the announcer. Talks. <laughs> that All would right, be well, awesome. I'm gonna start with a special guest uh, we have this week, which is Ryan Scott from uh, GameSpy, executive Hello. editor. Ryan Scott loves loves <laughs> he was, Nintendo. He was nodding like the audience could see him. <laughs> Ryan Scott no, just waves too. <laughs> Ryan Scott has a bit of a uh, dirty mouth, so we're going to be keeping an hey. eye on this podcast. Well, yeah. Look at the other guy that's sitting here with. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about Ryan Scott, it's easier to ask him a question about Nintendo history than it is to look it up on Wikipedia. It is, I yes. sit next to Ryan Scott, and, and we nerd out quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Just like Wikipedia. But he's never been on the right podcast. right half so the time. <laughs> <laughs> welcome it's to your sometimes first off by a month. Yeah. Voicey chat. And uh, next to him, we have Brian Altano. Hey, what's up? And uh, in, instead of uh, a second Brian this week, we have Scott Bromley. Hey, what's going on, Internet? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> for the first time of his life. Uh, and then next to him, we have Jack DeVries. What's up, Koopalings? Who is, uh, has, a, has a, a big news event today of his own. What, what do you, you've become a... I'm a real boy. <laughs> and, and he's become an IGN editor. Yes. Yeah! He's no longer Jack DeVries, star freelancer. Yeah, now, now Jack Reeves, bottom of the pile, <laughs> lowest rung of the ladder. So does that mean we're hiring a new like Pokemon freelancer now? Yeah. I think it just means that there's going to be a 400. You heard it here first. Pokemon articles. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be Who's going to be the next uh, office <clears throat> office joke that they don't hire for four years? I know, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to have to get a new a new it. freelancer intern and just dangle that carrot in front of them for be years. Like, Guess what? Did, uh, have you guys talked about your like Lemmy Koopa? Haircut. My um the I assume most of our listeners. Well, I never knew that you were you did it because I of didn't a do it for. <laughs> that oh, you did. A okay. Joke. Yeah. Um, the yeah for those who don't know because they can't see me <laughs> while they listen to this. Uh, I have rainbow colored hair. Um, and how that actually happened was after Comic Con when we it's a horrible accident. My IGN <laughs> and we were all being attention whores. I let the readers decide what I would dye my mohawk because mm. the red dye had washed out. And they didn't specify that they had to pick one color. So, and it was right after the double double rainbow video. So everybody's like, "Oh, rainbow lol!" And then I, so I did it because yeah. I said I would. So and now you're a Koopa kid. And now I look like <laughs> Lemmy Koopa. You don't have a beach ball though. I don't or the wand. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, we could get yet. those. That beach ball is dangerous. I think I got to say. Yeah, that. you need some All expert right. balance skills. So, uh, before we hop into Metroid, there's a bit of news this morning that kind of dropped, and it was hot on the heels of uh, Craig's hard-hitting piece about uh, <laughs> speculation piece about <laughs> the 3DS coming out this fall. Uh, it's, it's pure pure rumor and speculation. So obviously, we couldn't get Nintendo to confirm or deny or even comment on it. I, don't think. I wish. But uh, what they did comment on was uh, today. Uh, Wait, I, I think they're calling in with an official confirmation right now. Hold on, let me pick up the phone. Uh, yeah, hello. This is Reggie. What, what do you think about uh, Craig's article about the Nintendo 3DS coming out this year? <laughs> That's rich. Did they? Did Santa call in or something? What kind of laugh was what that? Was that? Um, yes. That was, well, that was Reggie. Well, what, what Reggie or one of his cohorts actually announced today was a price drop for the DS, DSi and the DSi XL. Not too big of a deal. But why are they trying to move these DSIs off the shelf? So hmm. said many commenters. So the prices dropped down to uh, a still pretty high, one forty nine ninety nine for the DSi and one sixty nine ninety nine for the DSi XL. Now, if you guys will remember way back in two thousand four, when many of our listeners were were born or thereabouts, uh, the, the DS itself debuted at one forty nine ninety nine. So it's basically the same price. Yeah. But you get you get a cooler DS. Yeah, yeah much cooler. Yeah. If you don't have one yet. Yeah, and and, and, and as we so said on the last podcast, all four of you out there that have just been holding out. Yeah. On a DS, now's your chance. If yeah. you're, you know, if big. you're sick of your PSP. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys think? I mean, I think this price drop is probably because 
uh, Nintendo didn't sell as many DSs as they usually do. Last month they still sold a lot. Uh, they didn't sell as many Wii's either. But uh, what do you guys think about this uh, rumor that that we're all kind of starting the uh, 3DS could be out this? I Monday? wish it was true. I yeah. miss I missed the 3DS. I had I had 20 <laughs> minutes with it and I've been cherishing it all year. Just like that moment. It's like meeting it. that really hot girl, but then you didn't you lost her number. Yes. And then you're like, no. That's actually exactly or, what it was like. Or you yeah. get you get her number and then you go and look in your phone and you're like two oh one seven eight. <laughs> no, I wrote Damn. it down wrong. <laughs> Which I've experienced before, sadly. That's a bummer. Aww. Well, I remember, Jack, you had a, a, a. Your argument was that they don't have any launch titles, right? I mean, they don't have any software lined up, so it'd be right, unfortunate yeah. for them to spring uh, a surprise on us and, and release the, the, the 3DS without any software. Now, I would counter that. Go, go ahead and talk about that, though. Yeah, so, like, at Gamescom, if, if at Gamescom they had shown all these, like, updated versions of the games that were that looked like they were actual titles, then I would be more inclined to think that it was coming out soon. But even even the things that are the easiest things, like Star Fox and Zelda, which are just N64 ports, mm-hmm. even those were, like, one level was playable and the other one was, like, a trailer. So it's like, right. or not they've got playable. nothing. There was literally nothing well, it's not, to play It's not on like it. they're going to show you the entire game at they're gonna have a directed experience. Pilot Wings is playable. They can launch. They'll launch a Mario <laughs> yeah, but like every Pilot like Wings every other demo. Wow, that's a good for point. something that was gonna come out this year was more than twenty seconds. Not like much more was, though for some. No, reason. like Metroid, something. nobody even saw more than twenty minutes of the game before it even came out. I mean, but I Metroid, they had like they. I mean, they were. I mean, they had a solid hour of the game out there mm-hmm. in the on the show floor. They only let you play it for like twenty minutes. If that, so you like, don't think they could be just sitting on Kid Icarus right now, and that would be? The, I, I'm I'm thinking that's their big launch title. You yeah. Know, first of all, I mean, besides the Nintendo 64 stuff, um, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to be like, ah, oh, surprise, this is all here because they, they've they done could, that They could they could launch with a Kid Icarus demo, Sprung Two, and Ping Pals Three, and I'd still, <laughs> I'd still buy it on day one. Just, yeah. I, I need that thing. Like <laughs> Ping Pals Three, huh? <laughs> now in 3D. The and DS. the submarine game. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that that I can live without. Yeah. The DS didn't have a good launch lineup. <laughs> no, it no. didn't. And no. you know what? That, and that was my point. Uh, I mean, definitely, like Mar- every Mario sixty four DS was system. the launch title. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was who happy says with that. that it won't repeat itself? But you guys remember like the launches before that? I mean, GameCube had nothing. GameCube had yeah. nothing. You know, we had like GameCube, GameCube had, had Rogue GameCube. Squadron. GameCube had a good launch Luigi's window. Mansion. Had a good launch window. The first day wasn't that great, but I mean, the yeah, only the last Nintendo system that had like really good titles at launch was the uh, the Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Castlevania, like, Circle Castlevania of the Moon. and F-Zero. Yeah, too bad you couldn't see any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And they had, I believe, New Super Mario Brothers, or Advanced Mario Brothers Advanced. Yeah, which yeah, was, was Mario Brothers 2, right? right? Yeah. It's a cool game. Again, just a remake. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, so, I mean, say they, say they you know, pull out all the stops and get the, get the hardware on the shelves. I mean, it's going to sell like crazy. So I don't, I don't think they're going to be disadvantaged for getting out early. They'd have to be, that'd be, that'd be like an Apple type of move at this point. If it was just like, Hey, it's in stores today, mm-hmm. you know, but who knows? I mean, it's Nintendo. They're crazy. It would be, it'd make for an awesome holiday. And you know, a couple of people have been saying, well, let's wait till TGS and stuff, but Nintendo doesn't even have a presence at TGS, yeah, right? So. Which is incredible. I mean, they used to do their own conference. It's called space world. Yeah. That was at the, around the same time. Right. So, I don't think we're going to hear anything, honestly, at TGS, unless it's from third parties. But the 3DS, I don't know. Nope. Nope. But, uh, Nothing. But you know what? Uh, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that it's coming out this fall. Yeah. And then I'm just going to think about that before I go to sleep every night. <laughs> so excited. You should just start <clears throat> start claiming it as fact. Yeah. Every time you bring up the 3DS on a podcast, just feel like the 3DS coming out this fall. Yeah, November 2nd. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard. November second. November second. They're launching it to compete. Oh, never yeah. mind. One forty nine. <laughs> to compete with what? One forty nine. With less than a DSi XL. Yeah. One forty nine. That's another thing. If the DSi XL just dropped in price to uh, ten dollars, it, it's now it's uh, one sixty nine ninety nine. That's one hundred seventy dollars. There's no way the three DS is going to be under, under two hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think it's two hundred. I don't care. I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah. True. What happens when it's two hundred and fifty dollars? Here, here's a, here's a wacky theory I have: is that if they could, if they announce suddenly a uh, partnership with like Netflix or like uh, some kind of three D movie thing, um, they will push the system out early just to have as like maybe even a movie watching system. Yeah. Would they really do? I mean, look at what happened to the PSP. Well, I don't even remember Nobody, what you're talking. What yeah, they dropped it down to a bunch of Chilean miners. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. With that, I mean, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna use their. 
DS for watching movies. Why? Well, I mean, Why if, they, have, if, if they only have one 3D system, I have Netflix. Like, you can Netflix have 3D movies on there. And Netflix I can watch How to Train me. Your Dragon. I don't get mailed UMDs from Netflix. That's why that yeah. failed. If yeah. you're streaming to your DS, I mean, it's it's no clunky format. You don't have to go and buy an episode of Family Guy on a UMD. You just click a button and it's there. Yeah. The future. Exactly. Owned. Maybe. Yeah, take that. Do you think they're really going to sell those games on carts? Or Maybe I just I just don't like things that are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like stream. Yeah. You don't like things that are modern. Yeah. Basically. Well, is that why you uh, don't aren't a fan of the new Metroid? Hey, oh, Craigway! You you're like not a fan <laughs> of the new Metroid, huh? Hey, now you're. Just... No, no, that's not true. I think there's a there's a split room right here. Um, I think uh, I'm, you I'm, you guys tolerate it. I'm right? split in my own head. I'd okay, say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So am I. I love it and hate it. Well, let me preface it by saying that Craig's review, uh, he he was very positive and he gave an 8.5, which is the most great. ambitious game Nintendo's ever done. 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ambition. Oh, and, scores. And, uh, yeah, and ambition product. doesn't mean Two good though. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, that's totally right. I, like, you guys, that's true. You're right. It's very. It's it can be very ambitious and not work out so well. I mean, there's there's yeah. many examples. Yeah. I, and I don't think you can deny that that game is ambitious for Nintendo when you look at their past things. It was way more ambitious than Animal Crossing for the Wii. I would. Yeah, yeah, like, what? Yeah. I would also <laughs> argue that it's uh, maybe might be more fair to say it's the most ambitious game the Team Ninja has ever done. Not really. That's not saying much, Nintendo. though. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I definitely agree with you on well, that. The 3D Ninja Guidance, I think, were, were kind of... Uh, Horrible. Horrible. Yeah, the, well, the 3D Ninja Guidance are the worst games ever made. <laughs> yeah. Just because you suck at them. Those games make Everyone sucks at them. Those games humiliate me. And, like, I... I whatever. I don't and know Metroid is definitely about. not as hard as those games. So you guys have no. had some trouble with yeah, some that, of the that's, that's, There's some pacing issues. He's stuck on one of the last bosses, and I was talking to him about it earlier, and that boss is ridiculous. But it's nothing like even, like, the second boss the boss guy. itself, no, no. the the boss itself, <laughs> is not the issue. It's the event sequence that follows it. Well, they kind of throw in puzzles with a lot of the bosses. Like you have to figure out what to do, and sometimes you you just have no idea. Well, I mean that's interesting though. It's better yeah. than just like shoot, 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 dead. Mm-hmm. It's weird to oh. me because for a Metroid game, it kind of feels like a Metroid game for people who've already played other Metroid games. Like this couldn't, this isn't my first Metroid game because immediately a half an hour in, you'd be like, oh, I have to bomb that wall with my morph ball. Like, you wouldn't know that. They don't tell you that. Yeah, it's beyond just, the short tutorial right. where they just give yeah. you a log of your weapons and then take them all away. Yeah. It's like, how it do you really know what you should be using at certain times? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I can see people really getting And we've stuck. been complaining about it a lot in the office because it's kind of a stupid thing to to be put into the game, but the way your weapons are taken away and mm-hmm. the way they're given back to yeah, you. Yeah. The, the whole permission slip thing. Where it's yeah, like, the, whole, the whole central conceit is like, you know. I mean, have you guys talked about this game? No, we weren't the first time we haven't been allowed to. Yeah, but yeah. By the way, this is the first time we've we've been able to talk about it. Uh, we we've we've kind of seen it and stuff, but I, I beat the game now, or I'm on the the the, the final part of it and uh, for the guide. And I think mm-hmm. everybody else here is at various points, so we're allowed to. Yeah, talk I'm, about I'm about I'm three fourths of the way in. Um, well, the central conceit is Samus has responded to this distress call at this derelict spaceship. She finds a bunch of her old squad mates already investigating the place. And so she decides to cooperate with them. And she and the, the squad leader is like, well, you can't use your equipment until I authorize it. And it's like... And she's like, yes, sir, because she has a crush on him. Yeah. No, no, I think it's supposed to be more of a daddy day. complex. It, it is, is a it daddy is. complex, you're right. It's, which is, it, you well, know, hot, the, but the way that it's they, not very good for a game. The way that they play that off, it's 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 kind of... It's a very Japanese it way of telling the story. Yeah. It's kind of goofy, but... So they know. had to figure out a different way to take away all your stuff and have you find it again. But it, it, right, it, it, which I I think is interesting because they have to do that every time, and yep. it's kind of cool that they try to switch it up. It but it's it's absurd in the same way because it's like you, like you pointed out, you're in this lava area for like an hour, getting your health drained by fire, and when's the guy going to give you permission to to activate your various? Yeah, especially because he tells you early on, like everything you see through your visor, I see in my like comm yeah. station. Yeah. But like, why would there be any issue? Like, here's this armor that provides me basic protection. Because he's like, he's like, in why there, do he's I need? Because he's a controlling boy boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Even a control. controlling boyfriend wouldn't let their girlfriend be on fire for an hour. <laughs> well, so I don't the, know, though. That, that, they do that explain away a lot of it by You're saying to make that, her learn uh, her place. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like Samus, you know, disobeyed an order once, and she she always has felt guilty about that. You know, yeah, that's how the story deals with it. Um, I, in terms of like how it actually affects the game, it's like that is how all Metroids work. So it's not really changing. You know, you do get burned before you get the various suit in every Metroid. Well, so I really, that it's just it's just kind of. I, I sort of disagree because I think that a lot of the fun in the old Metroid games was defeating a boss and getting a power up 
from defeating yeah. that boss. Here you just get nothing. A door opens. Here it's like, well, you have this situation that you absolutely need this equipment. I right. guess you can go ahead and use it. And because there's no more... You can't have someone just shooting around a grapple beam willy-nilly on a space station. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. What about all those grapple points? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who installed those, you know? <laughs> um, but it, then then there's the whole there's the whole deal with uh, recharging your missiles when you're low automatically, recharging your health when you're low, which only really comes yeah, up... That's kind of interesting. It's I interesting, think it's a cool thing. I, so I, I kind of like those. I mean, I like it too, but it takes away some of the fun of just the shoot regular shoot. combat Oops. with regular oh, enemies. Oh, market! <laughs> um, like, you shoot enemies, and uh, they die, and nothing happens. You keep walking. There's no farming. There's no building up your health like there was in every other Metroid before this. Right. So, I don't know. To me, some of that stuff takes takes it. The takes save, away the, a little bit. The save points are liberal enough that um, oh, they're great. you never have to worry about dying. Yeah. What do you guys think of the uh, the, the uh, missile location blip system? I think it's awesome. I, I think like, you once have to clear you, out once every you explain enemy. it to me, I, I appreciate. Yeah, it's not it's not immediately apparent, but that's what they you know that's how they get you to kill enemies. Still, is that basically you got to kill all the enemies in a I room, like it. and then you get like a, a location. And the map is yeah. is really confusing because you can be moving north and it'll always look like you're moving left or right. Yeah, and then it'll completely turn around. It's it's really confusing. So I think that's a, a big. That's problem a little annoying. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's not that hard to acclimate to. It's just mm -hmm. kind of a nuisance. I think it's cool just playing a, a next-gen game like this with like an NES game. Yeah, like it's just very weird to me. I didn't think that would work at all, and it does. This is kind of like for me. I feel like it's really like the dream game for the Nintendo 64. I'm not saying that the graphics are bad or anything. I think the graphics are really good. Actually, I think they're really pretty at parts. And uh, but I, I I think that like it uses this kind of. Uh, it is an innovative 3D scheme, but it's one that nobody else would really choose to use because yeah. it is, I mean, I hate the word, you know, because it doesn't describe anything real, but they're, they're clunky, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 when you're trying to do something, it doesn't work out so well sometimes. Right. But most of the time it does, you know? I think that's that's one of Jack's biggest complaints about it. You never like the controls. The the controls are my biggest <laughs> problem with the game. It's just that it's it's not... It feels like It feels like, well... Eh, the stories, whatever. Um, but the it feels like I would be having more fun if I was given other control options. I agree. I so, do not like, like the D-pad controls at all. Really? Well, the the yeah. things that irritated me are one, the first person mode, mm -hmm. and yeah. its That's entirety awful. feels like just like this forced thing that didn't need to be there. It right. actually it's inhibitive, and a lot of times, like either it, there's two things that happen like with with the the first person view either you're stuck somewhere and it's like okay let me go into this and find the thing i gotta shoot or um i mean it's it's just it it's in a boss fight you're faced with these situations where you have to go into first person view to fire a missile because that's the only way to fire missiles mm -hmm. you gotta get and off really not, fast yeah. you're not really given enough time in a lot no, of situations that's the only time you get damaged though so you yeah <laughs> i mean true. it's very jarring because you're just like yeah. Uh, all right, spin in the first-person mode. Where am I looking? And then there's a, right there it is, and then a, a big tail slaps. There's the a boss mouth. fight yeah. that I was complaining about on Twitter <laughs> the other night that uh, it's th this boss does entirely too much damage, and he's really fast, and you can't you have to you know use every every sort of like opportunity to shoot him with a missile. And if you misjudge it, or a you're super missile, you have to charge. Right, you're basically dead. So one of the reasons I really like the first person mode, and I, I'm a big fan of this game. I mean, I think I'm, I like it better than anybody else in here, probably just as much as Craig. Um, I, I really like the the concept of like kind of having a two two D type ex exploration. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's not two D at all, obviously, but um, and then being able to switch into first person and just kind of look for secrets and and as part of like you know writing the guide, like that's all I'm doing. Like I'm yeah. I'm looking over every inch of every room and when you switch into into that first person perspective and look around like it has the sheen of prime like it looks so good whereas when it's pulled out and you're seeing it from uh from the, kind of the wide angle like you know it, it looks like it doesn't look like there's more detail there but then you kind of like pan around like the windows of a room or something and like yeah it's really nice looking. Like I think that's really cool, and and just that's always kind of like a dream I've had. Like since I was getting you know like playing Contra or something. Like what if I could see like first person in Contra? And when people make like mods, like I know there's like a Half Life engine mod for like Contra in 3D, which yeah. use like sprites all blown up. I think I just think that's so cool. Yeah, like, that's Super that's Paper Mario too. too. Yeah, like yeah, you know, when they remade yeah. the old Mario levels and you could switch into first person Super Super Paper Mario. Like, same I just with think that's cool. uh, same with Smash Brothers, like mm -hmm. going going into World One One and yeah. like, stopping the camera and spinning it around. Like that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's appealing to me, and I think uh, that is kind of an essential central aesthetic part of of Metroid Other M. 
That which is cool. You know, it's interesting too, because that being said, like you can play that game where you stop and look around, but I think a lot of people are going to play this game zooming through. Yeah, like speed running through as fast as possible, which is interesting too, because there are really annoying loading <clears throat> screens that pop up when you start going really fast through areas. It'll just stop. Yeah, yeah those, bu- those buffering yeah. like hallways. Huh. Like if you're <clears throat> chugging through that game, like yeah. you'll notice them. Really? And if yeah. you're just gonna like going through normal, like that, so maybe that's a retail this thing. Yeah, a lot well, of time when you hit, especially later in the game, when you're just going back and trying to find all the hidden stuff. <laughs> You'll you'll be running through an area and you'll just hit a door and it won't open and you'll see the now loading pop up. And it's Classic. Like, yeah. You, know? you shoot it. I well, of course. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny how what do you do like position Samus like in whatever position she's in that that's where you click. So yeah. You, you kind of like start really noticing what position your character is. Like that's when you start getting better at the game. Is like when you're fighting a boss and you you're you automatically are rotating to like look, look right at the boss and that's when the d-pad really fails because yeah. you got you got at most what is it eight directions on a d-pad right yeah. so it's like you have to kind of like walk forward turn and if that doesn't work walk forward a little more and turn or walk back a little just to get the right angle and i i found myself switching back and forth between first person and third person a lot yeah it gets that. it gets a little <laughs> clunky like that and the other thing that kind of irked me was you're constantly charging your beam that's all you're doing in that cuz it doesn't make any sense to fire off regular shots Mm-hmm. When you can take all, you can take an enemy out with one or two charges. Well, later shots. in the well, later in the game, when you get all your crazy weapons, you can just walk through <coughs> mashing the attack button and yeah. Delay well, that's just like everything. the first half of the game, really. I mean, it, a lot of times, you you charge your beam, you hit something, and then you jump on its head and you hit it again, and it's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'd also say for like people that are playing this game to like really give it a, a good time investment. Because uh, it definitely gets better, but um, mm-hmm. where I'm at right now, like I was telling Ryan about this earlier, there's like kind of a fake ending, um, and not to give anything away, like there's a lot more game after that, and it's it's equivalent to like in Mario Galaxy 2 when you're collecting the green stars. I mean, it's not only something more to do, but it's really different from the first part of the game, and even the combat and stuff. And I think that's it's just fantastic. Like I think I think it gives you more bang for your buck, and I think a lot of reviewers. Well, I don't think any reviewers got 100% I, when I was reading through wow. everything. And, and I think that's a really, for me, that's playing Metroid is my first time getting 100%, you know, whether that involves going on DuguidesIgen.com to use <laughs> the fantastic resources. <sighs> or figure it out by yourself, which is very hard in this game. I, I did like that, um, I you know, even if I don't totally <clears throat> love a lot of the, the changes they implemented from a design perspective, I appreciate that they did it, though. Like, mm-hmm. I think, and Prime was one of those things that was, like, didn't need fixing. Those sure. games, there, there were three of them in a row. They were I'd, all great. I'd argue that stupid ice boss in Prime. Well, that was so hard. Can you play them hard? Made me want to snap my disc. But, I mean, I knew, I knew early on that this was going to be a really polarizing game. And when the review scores came in, I think that the people uh, that gave it, like, two out of fives and stuff, I think they missed the point. I yeah. think that was a little too low. Um, I don't know if it deserved a nine or an 8.5. Uh, I'm probably somewhere in between those worlds, but... I mean, it's just weird. It's to really say. hard not to recommend it to Metroid fans. I mean, oh yeah, for I think sure. they did a really good job. Sure. Um, the story, like we haven't even talked about that yet, too much, but it's it's very, um, uh, it's very like kind of like almost filled with Japanese cliches, which mm-hmm. is something that like I don't, I can just shrug off, but I think some people can't. And uh, and you know, it gives it gives a lot of personality to Samus, and she may not be the the character you want her to be. I think it's. I think it's. It's from Sakamoto, though. He invented Samus. Yeah. I mean, it's really his prerogative. Yeah, and people complaining about the cutscenes and stuff. I think that's a much better way to tell a story than scanning Chozo balls and reading (laughs) in your menu for forty-five minutes every ten minutes. They're sure pretty too. Yeah. I I love the recreations of. So there's actually recreations of more than the Super Metroid in it. They recreate like Metroid Two in a part you've already seen. Oh wow. Like there's some scenes that like in like full three D. Is it all in puke green? (laughs) <laughs> it's an, I think they do like a sepia tone overlay. Actually. Oh, that's awesome! Well, no, they do that in Super Metroid. <laughs> I thought yeah. that uh, the the story, you know, some people are complaining, but I think especially later on, the story gets pretty cool. I yeah. think you know the cutscene and stuff. It's actually interesting what they do with some of Samus's history and she she you know. she comes off a little. Uh, I mean, like the whole thing is about she used to be young and naive and stuff, but then she kind of goes back into being kind of. Uh, strangely naive in this game and you know and that really bugs me too they don't mention prime at all that's not even a single reference to it well this takes place before prime doesn't no it, it? doesn't it, it takes place after, after. i don't was i it, get screwed was it up prime with this, like the, with the this is the prime second is the to last first. in the timeline prime is the first prime is the first no no prime is right after uh metroid Zero. between metroid and and metroid 2 so huh. wow <laughs> god it goes metroid the nes game or zero mission and then it goes prime 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 
You have prime this, Hunters, Prime Prime. You have this written down next year is all the time. I just did a feature called Samus Through the Years, which uh, oh. I I did. The, oh, so you know, co-wrote. Where does the, Pinball uh, the fit five, in? Sorry, it was really yeah, the Metroid. Where, where five does Pinball years. fit in? Pinball is a retelling of Prime, is, is how people say. So it's concurrent with Prime. <laughs> okay, oh. it's the same plot as Prime. I didn't play Prime. Ask me pinball. anything. Is that the wow. canon version? Where does the Mother Brain from <laughs> Captain N fit in? <laughs> you can do her voice really well. Mother Brain. <laughs> Awesome. Wait, Mother I, Brain was uh, she's, that, yeah, that she, plant from Little Shop of Horrors, basically? Yeah, on Captain and the Game Master Show. I believe that was the so same wait, voice all, actor. So wait, all three of the Prime games took place before the Game Boy one? Yeah. and then She the must game- have just showed up and been like, this is nothing. This is nothing! <laughs> I don't have to deal with anything. I just came out of like hell for three years, and now oh, there's like the, three enemies the on screen at once. Prime games all take place before... Like right after the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they explain huh. how Mother Brain got legs in Super Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this game really is like really late. And so Samus is you know super battle hardened and a warrior or whatever. You know, and then in the next game in Fusion, she kind of gets uh, she kind of gets messed up by uh, having it's like the Metroids like attached to her body and stuff. Yeah. The suit kind of. So this takes place right before Fusion? Yeah. Okay, cool. So Fusion is officially the latest game in, yeah. in the whole saga. And the, wow. a- the character mm-hmm. Anthony in this game is in that game. Oh, that's Not right. Anthony, sorry. Adam. 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 Yeah. yeah. Anthony is Anthony is kind of, I think, the best character in the game. I think he's funny. He's Yeah, he's good. Cool. Well, he's there's only so like bad. two guys that they bothered. The other really... guys are such a generic like, yeah, team they're just... of, <laughs> nah. of like, I thought... this is Tank. He fixes stuff. I <laughs> thought they were going to die <laughs> like data. in the, in the opening cutscene. This is the French guy. Nope, never mind. And then the Japanese guy has little sunglasses. Yeah. Is it? Is it? It was like AK or something. Is it too much of a spoiler to, to mention any certain bosses that are in this? Yes. Game? Yes. Okay. Don't, because I haven't even finished it yet. Well, you know. Yeah. Just, just spoilers. Spoilers. Never to say some spoilers. Mike Tyson's right. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has ice beams. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, any any other thoughts on uh, the Metroids before I move on to the reader mails? I think well, you, that yeah, I think you nailed it when you said if you're a Metroid fan, you'll love this. Even if you'll be like for fans of the genre, for fans of the genre, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which we're never, that's part of our style guide. We're never supposed to say that IGN. Oh really? Or fans you're, of the genre? I don't think I've ever typed that's those good. words. I don't really care about fans of the genre. For the, for the <laughs> or I'm not a fan of this genre, but this game is like. Why but, would you yeah. ever say? Why would you be reviewing that game? Yeah, this uh, game's stupid. But if you like stupid, you'll like. It. When when do you guys put this podcast out? Today. Today. Like right after we record. Okay, yeah. well. Uh, Spoiler alert. Either later tonight or tomorrow, you can read my review on, on GameSpyPeriod.com. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's doing the GameSpy review, and uh, they're our sister site, so I'm sure it'll be filled with uh, wisdom that Craig couldn't even have. With hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's, Craig's still away. Seething with hate. <laughs> Craig's, we don't even know how long Craig's going to be. Yeah, if you at want. least like a week, I guess. I think he comes back this weekend. Okay. Maybe. Also, on an I don't know if he'll be on next week's podcast. Addi- I'm happy to. An additional uh, games by Ryan Scott train. If you want to throw some hate <laughs> this man's way, he's the reason why Super Mario Galaxy Two. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> is not, not the highest, highest rated game, game of all of time. On is that? I mean, is, did he really affect the average? He yes. did. He gave well, it a four point five out of five. And it it dropped it dropped down from being the best oh, game right. of all time he, to the second best. Just take game. off the headset. <laughs> wow! If you go back and look at those numbers, I mean, it naturally would have dropped a little bit with or without. No, <laughs> but it would no. have gone higher with a with a five. Man, do you like Metroid better than uh, Mario Galaxy? <laughs> oh no! Put you on the spot okay. now. Galaxy Two was a fantastic game. Yeah. As my editor's choice, four point five out of five star review indicates. Huh. So I think what we can infer here is that. Gal- uh, Metroid Prime or Metroid other M won't get the same score. It will be <laughs> getting a lower Which score means you're dashing even more yeah. Nintendo dreams. I'm telling you, Ryan's you should get a little bit further in the game too. Like make sure oh, you're I'm going to beat killer. it tonight. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I'm actually enjoying Metroid more than Mario Galaxy 2. And I, I really like Mario Galaxy 2, but I, I'm a, such a big Metroid fan. I like yeah. I like Samus in this game. She's really pretty. Did you like? She's cool. Yeah, Met- uh, Samus as modeled after Kristen Bell. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I don't like that Samus. I like I like the ponytail, classic Samus look. I think part of it too is that we don't get a, a ton of Metroid games, and we get so many Mario games, it mm-hmm. just becomes kind of oversized. I mean, we got two awesome Mario games within like six months. Yeah, isn't yeah. Nintendo announcing uh, Metroid Tennis? Super Zelda Bros. <laughs> Metroid Tennis. Yeah. Metroid Maybe Kart. one day Metroid, Metroid can... Golf. Metroid yeah. Beach Volleyball. You'll yeah. run into Samus as voice actress in an elevator. Metroid Sports Sports Mix. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid she's teaches totally typing. It. Yeah. She, she, she's a real actress. Metroid though, is missing. Charles Martinet. <laughs> 
Oh, oh! Is it? Did they get a name? Can we have person? A- Adam's Mansion? Yeah, Metro- Samus. <laughs> uh, can, can, we, can we ask our, our Metroid's time machine? Can we ask our listeners to send in these photoshops because that sounds yeah. awesome already. Yeah, send us in Photoshop for uh, your Metroid, Metroid mashups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of war- Mario Sports Mix, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh, okay. You played it? Yeah, E3. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not since then, right? No, not since. What then. are you talking about? Beach ho- you- ice hockey. Beach ice hockey. How does yeah, that, that work? Awesome. <laughs> before yeah. before we do move actually, on. Actually, ice hockey. They wouldn't let us play. Have you played any cool games you can talk about at all? That um, the uh, Jack's so been doing. I just a lot finished of up a review for and yet it moves, <clears throat> which is the We Wears Lives right. title, and and that's actually if you guys haven't checked that out, it's a I think a thousand Nintendo dollars. points or whatever. <laughs> it's ten dollars. It's totally worth it. It's a a platformer where. Um, you have to keep rotating the world to make the levels like you know. Do you reversible. rotate the controller? You can either tilt the controller. You have to tilt your entire body. You can like that. You have to use the Wii Balance Board and just lean. No, tilt um, the TV. And yet it moves. Yeah. It's got a bunch of different uh, control schemes. I play it with the classic controller and use the shoulder buttons to spin the world. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can use motion control and tilt and pointer to do it any way you want. But yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really unique. Um, it's one of those. Um, it's one of the indie, only games that came out yeah, on the virtual It's one of those console. indie <laughs> PC games that they've ported to WiiWare, which seems to be their bread and butter now. It's mm-hmm. either like some horrible, terrible little game, or it's some like cool indie PC game that they've put over there. And I think they learned their lesson that that's really what they should be putting on there. You want things like World of Goo, you, like, and you want those cool... Uh, uh, like eight bit style platformers that those mm-hmm. other guys were doing. Definitely, I want those all on my iPhone as well. So yeah, ultimately, even though I don't ultimately have I just want them on my iPhone. Potentially, but uh, you know, <laughs> the Weaver Weaver is good too. So yeah, cool. It's worth checking out. Well, let's move on to uh, reader mail. Uh, we, we yeah barely. <laughs> we uh we we put out a request on Facebook a while ago, and we just didn't get through all the questions and people kept submitting them. So we're just gonna go through those. Hooray! Uh, we got some good ones. Uh, so uh, a vast ye links, as I like to say at the front. Okay, of our we piece. need to uh. Oh, wait, you're saying that to them? <clears throat> yes. Okay, I was going to say, the, there seems to be some confusion on our Facebook page that we are Koopalings. No, we are and not. That is, that is not how we're, this Well, works. I can see why. I mean, Yeah, the despite hair. the Lemmy haircut, <laughs> we are not Koopalings. <laughs> are we Koopas? I don't know. I think somebody started calling Craig Goombas. King Koopa, and, and he, yeah, uh, he's cool with that. But can I, I, don't can know. I be a Koopa I think Sam's Koopa? like Shy Guy. Yeah. He looks like a shag out of me. Here's something. Here's a little bit of tidbit <laughs> of information of that you guys might not have heard. Triceratops on the Ferris wheel, <laughs> Super Mario World. Can I be a bomb? I think you're. I think you're one of the Hammer Brothers. Yeah. Just keep hammering the levels. Did Damn you guys right. know that Shy Guy is called Mask Ass in France? Mask Ass <laughs> in France. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a toy upstairs of the French uh, Shy Guy, uh-huh. and he's called Mask Ass. One word. Mask Ass. A- like A S S. The more you know. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, Justin says, if we haven't played Metroid since the SNES, but would like to play Metroid Other M, what other games in the series should we catch up on to understand the story better? Metroid 2 on All Game of Boy. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that is, a, I mean, I'm saying the game kind of stinks, but uh, I mean, people like it. It's really hard to play now, but it's yeah, 2 has some of the storyline. But, you know, he already played Super Metroid, so that was before that. So, what play, should you really play? play Metroid Prime. Or, Metroid Pinball. No, I don't think it, there's no story elements though. So if you it's need true. to keep oh, up the story, is he just saying from a story zero mission? Yeah, there we go, yeah. right there. Yeah. Definitely Ryan's zero mission. Playing that a little bit, right? I, I'm I'm replaying that it on now. His phone right now. This, yeah. <laughs> this is a GBA. No, uh, I'm I'm looking up who played uh, Samus in other rooms. So we can oh. stalk her. <laughs> it's a GBA <laughs> yeah, remake yeah. of the original Metroid, and it's so good. It's fantastic. It's so good, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even bother playing the GB Metroid or even Metroid. Right? Yeah, very, since you can very play much Zero in the, Mission in the vein of Super Metroid, and there's a lot of story elements that are actually from that, um, which would be big spoilers for you even mentioned. So play them. And on that no, note, when- I gotta go. <laughs> I got a bailout. Scott's out. I got a meeting. Uh, but uh, for all the Koopalings out there who want to meet me or Ryan, we're going to be doing a uh, podcast at PAX, Games by Debriefings Live, Sunday. There's also a Girl Fight podcast meet and greet at Top Pot Donuts on Thursday night. You can meet all the IGN people. There's going to be another meet and greet on Friday night after the Girl Fight podcast. And then... Uh, that's, I, that's at the Sheraton. That's at the Sheraton now? Okay. Yeah. It's at the Sheraton. And then Ryan and I are going to be uh, swearing live on, oh boy. Sunday, on Sunday night. So... Uh, or Sunday morning. So, anyway. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And I'm out. Thanks, Scott. So, anyway. Anyway. All right. So, thank God he's gone. Now we can <laughs> finally start talking about games he's actually played. <laughs>
So we kind of just were talking about this, but Andrew asks from Facebook, uh, what's up with not releasing more VC games on the Wii, virtual console games? Things like the C64, Commodore 64 games, are already translated to English and released in Europe. Why not North America? What, what? Well, if I could tell you the answer to that question, I would, but I really, it really makes me angry. Are there Commodore 64 games for the Wii in other regions? Yes. What? Isn't that weird? I mean, I, I didn't the, know that. that. PC gaming was bigger over there. And stuff, well, we so the stuff. plus the having to get things because you guys will get all these rated through the ESRB and, right. and Peggy and whatever the other one is, mm-hmm. and I think they all operate differently. So getting something released in Europe is not the same as getting it released in America. So I don't know. Maybe it's just easier to do. Yeah. That over there. I mean, so basically, like, I'm I'm wondering like whether if there's like uh, the overhead is actually not <laughs> worth it. Maybe maybe the VC numbers were kind of low for some games and people realize it because like I know it costs money to like, get the ESRB to right, read your old yeah. game. You might have a to, lot, right? Yeah, if, from I think what it's I've like heard, fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. Right. I, I don't, wow. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what Colin was saying upstairs. I, Definitely I not worth it for Urban Champion or whatever. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, that, like, that's four people so, are gonna buy. Yeah. yeah. So maybe third parties, I mean, are not supporting it as much anymore. I mean, what? who knows? Like, I would think, like, if I had the rights to some, because they have arcade games on there now, you know. And you'd think, like, if I had the rights to like some old arcade game, then I'd be getting in line. And then it's not Nintendo, I don't think, that's holding people back from publishing on the VC. Right. But then again, Nintendo has tons of stuff they haven't published yet. Like it's mystifying. Nobody, I don't think anybody really where's, has the answer. Where's Yo Noid? <laughs> and didn't Lucas Thomas write an editorial about it a couple weeks ago for our site? It goes sure. Lucas. Somebody did. <laughs> I should. One of our freelancers. I wrote, should read Lucas wrote about, stuff more. Yeah, well, he wrote about the death of the the VC, um, which is true. He's I mean, VC the guy. virtual consoles is pretty much gone. I mean, yeah. We got we got Arrow the Acrobat a few few weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, like it was, we kind of figured it would be gone when we were and DSI came out we're like oh that's gonna kill it but it's not like th- those things are awesome and we're like no. well that's okay because I have all these WiiWare games to play mm-hmm. it's just like oh yeah I mean I think I think it'd be interesting to really press Nintendo PR and see if we can get some information from them on it I'm still holding out for downloadable Game Boy games for uh, DSi that would I'm be really great. hoping that's a feature in this awesome. downloadable any games for the DSi yeah that'd be awesome I mean that's the reason some people uh, bought it. DSi they have enjoy your massage <laughs> Did you did you enjoy your massage? Game. No. Have you played it that game? It's not enjoyable at all. It's, no. <laughs> it's Simon, but on a lady's naked back. <laughs> Were you a VC fan, Ryan? Or do you do you not download games? Uh, I am a fan of playing of older being games. a filthy pirate. Yeah, yeah you pirate games. <laughs> oh, hey, you. It's okay, hey, he's not. He's hey. not. He doesn't write for IGN. He writes for GameSpy. No, sure. I've I've bought a few. It's a lawless a world few over there. VC games. Well, see, because sometimes they put out games that have never come out here. That's I that think is that cool. is what I was going to say. Uh, like it uh, just happened. Dracula X, yeah. Rondo of Blood. Hey, yeah, no, true. Yeah. The original. Cinema I have Punishment. the Super Nintendo version. It's terrible. Right. Oh, <laughs> um, that's not even the same game. No, it's, it's no. I think that's a cool thing that you know. I, I wish they had had done more of. Yeah, I wish I had researched this a little bit before because there is a, a, a NES game that had never come out here that just came out on, on actually WiiWare instead of the VC. Did you hear about that? It's ten. I think Interesting. It's ten bucks. What is it? I'll show it to you. It, it looks like Gimmick, kind of, but it's not Gimmick. It, uh, it came out I in wanted, Europe. I wanted to release Earthbound. It has a name like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and everybody Oh, else. it's called Euphoria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I played I that. that. You have played that? Yeah. 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 Shocking. That was, uh, that was a game that, that was featured in Nintendo Power and a few magazines at the time. Yeah, it came out just, in Europe. And then they didn't... They just canceled the U.S. release. Yeah. It's fun. So, so you can play that now. Uh, it, it looks really cool. It's, it's a Metroidvania type game. Yep. Um, kind of primitive. Okay, so uh, let's move on. Philip asks, "Do you guys think Final Fantasy will ever release a new exclusive title to the Nintendo system, to a Nintendo system? And if yes, what are the chances of it being something awesome?" Now, this is funny because the Final Fantasy: The Four Heroes of Light is right. coming out October fifth. A really cool looking DS game. Yeah, does he mean like a core Final Fantasy kind of so. game? I think this is. I, I would hope this is what he means. Have you guys seen this game? It, it looks really yeah. cool. Is, does he mean a Final Fantasy game with a number in it? I think he needs a number because I mean they've had the Crystal Chronicles games. Yeah, they had the Final DS. Fantasy, Final Fantasy four, two, whatever it's called. I mean, they did I, all the remakes of like three and four. Yeah, yeah. And stuff, Maybe and those this is assuming that since Dragon Quest did it, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's more like a, a number one. Which I'm gonna say no. Yeah, but we are getting cool stuff. I think that's a really cool game that's coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, check that out on our site. We have some videos up of it and it's really pretty it looks old school it's difficult dana just wrote up a preview actually it looks really cool yeah. um yeah. and then in that same vein that golden sun dark dawn 
that's coming out November 29th, which we found out today, actually. And that game, I mean, that's going to fulfill your Final Fantasy Joneses. Man. Yeah, for sure. And, well, hopefully. And then with Dragon Quest, too, if he yeah, hasn't exactly. picked that up, I mean, that's a really solid uh, RPG Absolutely. that I enjoyed a lot hopefully, more than Hopefully, uh, <laughs> this Golden Sun does a better job than the other Golden Suns, which were not very fun. You weren't a fan? Hmm. I, really? It's funny. I, like, I, 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 I like the first one. It's kind of genuine. It's funny that it took so yeah, long for it to come definitely. to America, and then America's like, huh. <laughs> like we all got mad because we didn't know who Marth and Roy were in, in Super Smash Brothers Melee, and they're yeah. like, here you go, and we're like, never mind. Aren't those well, guys from Advance or Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem. Yeah. Whatever. I don't Fire even Emblem. remember what I'm talking about. They released well, a few the original Fire Emblem games. <laughs> the original Golden Sun came out what, like eight years ago at this point? It was a GBA game, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And you know, I'll say Dragon Quest Nine, as far as just having a core numbered title in these series, you know, for. The DS especially, that was like kind of a very odd, interesting choice. Although they always kind of go for the biggest install base in Japan. Yeah, that's it. I guess it paid it off worked, for It them. worked for them. It went for it PS2, was, too. For, the, was, for all of Dragon Quest, I think it's the biggest install base. It gets it. Yeah. From the NES to the... They skipped Super NES. PlayStation. Well, they skipped it here. Yeah, that's there right. Were, there right. were yeah. a couple of Super NES games in Japan. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Dragon Quest 9 is quite good from what I understand. Yeah, I haven't even touched it. I like it a lot. It's hard for me to to get through RPGs at yeah, this I, day and age. I, I can't. I do, it I, I do about one a year. I take the train, so yeah, yeah. I just played one of them on the train. Yeah, I've been playing through Same old deal. Zeldas on the train. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's move on. This it, actually, this is a, a relevant kind of. Uh, let me do a Craigway here. You were just talking about uh, Fire Emblem, and that's a accidentally. That's that's <laughs> like one of the first turn-based strategy games on an NES system. I'm sure, right? Um, so. Oh, for the NES. Yeah, for the NES, that I think it was pretty good. Famicom Wars. Yeah, right? so so this yeah. guy uh, Michael wants to know with the pointer. This is about RTSs, so excuse me. But with the pointer of the Wii Remote being similar to a to the mouse of a PC, why don't you? Why do you think that there has been no legit RTS for Wii? That's a real time strategy game. Oh dear. Is it too much of a risk for developers, or the Wii couldn't handle putting very many troops on screen? Uh, I've been a huge RTS blank fan since the early Command and Conquerors and my college laptop can't handle true PC games. StarCraft 2 is sadly out of the question. Tower defense games, blah, 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 blah. So, what you, there oh, aren't any, Oh, right? my God. Yeah, there are RTS? A real well, there's, RTS there's on Pikmin. the Wii? Yeah. yeah that's what I was and it Pikmin, works really well you, with a pointer. You could not do something on the scale of, like, StarCraft on the Wii. There's not enough buttons. Right, but you could do, to, like, a... You could do something with scaled-out graphics with lots of sprites. Just kind of, like, a point-and-click yeah. and, and drag your, your troops and stuff. Yeah, you could select I mean, the troops and stuff. I mean, like, with the... Plus the truck, be... you've got... You've got enough buttons to do stuff. It wouldn't. It couldn't be StarCraft Two, obviously. Well, but I mean, you could like have a, a real time. Well, like Halo Wars worked really well on the 360. I think. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of and just with a pointer, it'd be much better. Th- like a real RTS game where you're building an economy and like pumping out troops and like controlling various groups of units and all that. It doesn't seem. I don't think any console has oh, really gotten it right. It so could far. run StarCraft, and you know, it could do StarCraft One. Right. Not to the you don't scale think the Wii could need... run StarCraft One? Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Nintendo sixty four had StarCraft. Do you think 1. it'd be worth doing though? I mean, that's I think that's b- yeah. part of the bigger question is it's a completely different audience. You look, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look at the the type of people that own a Wii and what they purchased it for, and I don't know if a lot of them were for you know hardcore Wii RTS fit. games. Yay. Yeah. Do you well, guys? So there yeah, was a lot of um like things like Swords and Soldiers, which uh, I don't know is. Probably more comparable to a, a tower defense game because it's like a side scrolling, like armies coming at each other. But I mean, like, there are strategy games that operate in real time that are kind of more geared towards yeah. a slightly more casual market, but are still really fun and really well done. I could see, like, what's that called? Swords Swords and Soldiers. Okay. It's now on, um, on PSN. I think it's coming to Xbox Live as well, but it started as WiiWare. Okay, cool. Yeah. I could see well, something like Plants vs. Zombies maybe working on the Wii. Yeah, that would be you awesome. It's coming to DS. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool. Do you yeah. guys remember Odama? Yes, I did. The GameCube uh, pinball, uh, the real pinball time, microphone oh, game. Oh man, that game was insane. Yeah, I really like yeah. that game. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm consistently fascinated that, not, that well, something yeah. like that actually was created. Yeah. It's so that cool. It has a like, microphone. All right, we're going to make a pinball game with a giant bowling ball against Japanese yell. troops, and you yell at people. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Had a big face on it too, didn't yeah, it? The, the yeah, the cover is like I would have. I would have loved to be in that that pitch meeting. I would have been like, dude, you're drunk. Get out of here. That that idea is insane. All right, so here's another Michael. I made sure it was a different Michael because he had a different uh, icon on Facebook. Uh, when the 3DS comes out, how will you handle reviews slash video reviews? Is there a way to show the 3D effect yet in a video review? I'm guessing it won't be possible, but I figured I would throw that out there. That is something that I do not know the answer I, to. What are you um, thinking? We, we're not going to be able to play 3D on it. currently do not have the ability to show the 3D <clears throat> in there. I mean, 
at best, like... You could cross your eyes. At best, we could do something where if you had, like, those Sony glasses, you could see it, but you will never be able to get the 3DS experience in any sort of video format. That's kind of... It's based solely on its screens. What do you think, executive editor? How are you guys going to handle 3DS content on on the site? You going to do... How are we going to do video reviews and stuff? You'll never be able to really translate what's going on on the 3ds yeah. until you actually have it in your hands like i mean it's it one would of those be reliant you'll, you'll, on footage from Nintendo. you can even be looking over someone's shoulder like, like to the side and you won't get the effect right it's yeah. kind of like this thing that it's a little nerving actually you have it's to not kind of shareable. in five years yeah. we all have 3d computers Couldn't. could be could be but even then it's not the same though but it's you not the same the, 3d yeah. no you can turn the you 3d can't. off and you can take footage of it normally exactly. so it could be i mean we can show Footage, we just can't show. 3D and we can footage. say the 3D looks great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can well, tell hold you. on. Well, what's it? You're gonna, gonna have to read the reviews. Still? Yeah. What's it gonna look like if you imagine that if people you have take to read the video of, of the screen with the 3D effects? Or not? Well, the 3D It'll look is an after effect, right? Yeah. So it, it actually physically adds the 3D on, as a, like on top, right? So right. What, I think there's always gonna be rendered video underneath it that that's gonna be outputted, or maybe you'll have to turn off the switch. I don't really know. I mean, how is Nintendo, how is Nintendo it, so. showing it off in their... They're not. They're not. That's why they had, <laughs> it, they had it tethered to actual people. Everywhere. They had to actually pull up They people. haven't released any 3D videos. Or they do, like, oh. stupid fake stuff where it's yeah, coming yeah. out and, like... Like Bowser. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. And it, it yeah, looks nothing kind of like a, that. It's kind of a weird problem. It's really hard. Well, we were talking about this... No, um, it's just it's hitting you now. What about it? What about when you have to cover these games it's a in great, two months, it's executive a, it's editor? A, it's when a it's great coming problem. <laughs> it's a great problem because people will be like, "Oh, dude, you have to check this out," and then they hand it to someone, and it's yeah. in their hands, and they're holding it, and they're looking at it for thirty seconds. And the guys like, "Give it back to me now!" And then yeah. that's what they did at E3 to me, <laughs> and I've just been like a crackhead fiending for that for the 3DS ever since. See, you know what? Here, my answer is I just write about the games. I'll let you IGN video people worry about that part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, even from a marketing standpoint, they're going to have to get demo units into like stores all over the place because yeah you can't advertise it you're like it's cool it's in 3d and people go yeah whatever that's what i said up until they <laughs> handed it to me and stuff so they're gonna have to they already have those ds things but like that's already it's already an easier problem than what sony's gonna have to do with selling you know kill zone in 3d or something where you walk into best buy and you're like that looks terrible <laughs> yeah like, oh put these glasses on you're like that looks pretty cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, now that looks good. Because yeah. otherwise you walk walking by and you're like... How much is this? $4,000? Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I was watching people play it at, at, at E3 and you were walking by and you're like, what are you even playing? And they're like, oh, it's a racing game. Like, I have no idea what's going on on the television. But the 3DS is yeah. just like, here it is in your hand. Wow, that looks awesome. They take it away. And I'm like, I need one right now. Mm-hmm. Give me a damn release. Yeah, date. when they stopped letting me play Sly Cooper in 3D, I don't think I said, when can I play this again? Yeah. <laughs> I went, okay. All right, so... This this one is from. Let's do one for Jack here. Uh, this one is from another another My Mike. My first this one's email as a real employee. Yeah. Uh, he's Mike says Craig Way. Do you Already. think Do you think Nintendo would really launch Pokemon Black and White in the U.S. after the 3DS is out? Does that even make sense? Could that be an indication that we won't be seeing the 3DS until next summer? Or is there really a possibility of them dropping a bomb at TGS and launching it worldwide before Christmas? Or is Pokemon all powerful and wouldn't even matter if the new game was for Game Boy for the Game Boy Color? He says, <laughs> "Yeah, dude, if it was for Game Boy Color, I would still go buy the new Pokemon game." <laughs> but um, no, wow. yeah, that's actually that's actually an interesting question. I think a lot of people would. Because the the them announcing that the new Pokemon game wasn't a 3DS game was kind of like, oh, this is this is the the system's last hurrah. Right. So I feel like that game has to come out before the 3DS. Or or if they don't have launch titles, I mean the 3DS is backwards compatible, so they could just be like, hey, look, you know, here's Pokemon. Maybe it's going to have some sort of weird like 3DS feature, like something in there. Yeah, because we haven't heard anything about games that might have that, right? Right. Yeah, they haven't really talked about that. So I could see them potentially doing that and using it kind of as the, like, bridging game between the two uh, systems. So you're saying they can Twilight Princess it. They might might Twilight (laughs) Princess Pokemon. Um, It comes out two weeks later on on the regular DS. Yeah, but the thing is that the game's... And everything's backwards. The game's completely done, actually. (laughs) So, actually, I'm going to... Backpedal on that because the game is done. It comes out September 18th in Japan, mm-hmm. and they don't have the 3DS, so or there's do they? nothing. Or do they? They, they might. get it next week. They it next but week. they're not even announcing when it comes out until whatever. That would be amazing if they announced yeah. it comes out like tomorrow. They, they can do that. I think they did that with Saturn, right? That was, was Saturn, yeah, that just did like, so like, well. It's coming out six Sega. months early. 
<laughs> yeah, next uh, week, hey, guys. Microsoft just did it with the, the with the Slim. They're like, hey, this is in oh, stores that's now. And that's we're true. Like, we didn't even know about right. this. Wow. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> See, now that means Microsoft has a warehouse very similar to the Indiana Jones warehouse, yeah. and the Nintendo <laughs> warehouse, where they have all their stuff just waiting. Yeah. So they have to tell you, oh, there's a shortage of it. And you're like, really? There's a shortage? Here's 12 more. I'm like, but you just told me there. Uh. I worked at GameStop during the Wii launch, and they would like. Oh, they man. would just send you three. They at would a time. send me like three, and I'd go, "Hey, yeah." So the manager from the GameStop in the mall where you're doing your like demo kiosk called me, and he got 27 of them. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, but we don't have any more left." I'm like, "Can I just have half of those? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Yeah, three, so. like three, is not even enough for the people who work there, and they always exactly. get them first. Yeah, that's something we can all agree on. The 3DS is going to be scarce. Yes, <laughs> oh, man, get yeah. ready to camp out for a pre-order slip. Uh-huh. I camped out for the Wii before I ever wrote it for my mistake. first article. Yeah, for your life. I camped out for Was the cool. liked it. for the pre-order for the Wii. Yeah. Like I didn't even wait. I didn't even wait before the actual system came out. I was like. Oh, well you, this is the day we can pre-order it. All right, I'm gonna be up at five o'clock yeah. in the morning in the rain. Got my little. And then you, then you laughed at everybody the day it came oh, out. Oh yeah, so I remember people yeah. like you. Yeah, I remember you guys. <laughs> when the 360 came out, I hey, went I and got place. a job at GameStop so that I could um, buy and resell the next consoles that were coming out. Nice. I was wow. like, this is the this is the right time to be working at this store. So that's dedication. That was, that's your. your that's totally how I got right. enough mo- money to quit the job and move away. <laughs> oh man, GameStop lost so much money when I walked in there on the first day when the Wii came out. Yeah, me too. There are all these confused Nunchuck, mothers in Twilight front of Princess. me. No, I mean, there was all these mothers <laughs> oh, in front oh, of me yeah, being yeah. like, so do I need the backpack with the stickers in it too? And they're like, yeah, you need that. It's got a battery <laughs> in it. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, just in the interest of time, you don't need any of this stuff. <laughs> they're like, do we need memory cards? I was like, no, it has you know 250 megabytes of onboard or 512 megabytes of onboard memory or whatever it was. And you were just, that guy. Yeah, huh? and then the, they're just sitting behind the counter like, oh, I hate you <laughs> i hate you and i was luckily like, only the only the managers are the people who get mad about that because we never got commission so yeah. i was like people were like do i need this and i'm like look i don't even want to walk to the back room and get that so no <laughs> yeah so i did a favor for people like you for, yeah. for that day yep here we were gonna go wind it down but here's a funny one from william uh it's kind of funny and a little bit sad oh uh so now <laughs> so now the mass effect series is coming to the ps3 how long until we get a prequel on rail shooter from Mass Effect? <laughs> That'd be great. Th- that would be a great game. Yeah. I, honestly, I would play the heck out of that game. I think I'd, that's I'd such a good sooner, idea. I'd sooner think that we'd probably get like a DS RPG. You know what? No kidding. Bio- Bioware, Bioware doing DS RPGs is a you didn't like tricky the Sonic business. One. It was okay. You but... loved it, right, Ryan? Didn't you love the Sonic RPG? The Sonic RPG was very good. I yeah. thought, yeah, it was very okay. I don't know if we'll get like a Dead Space rail great. shooter with you know Jack. Hey, to be Mass fair, Effect. Dead Space Extraction was was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, oh, I like I the game. But it, I actually like terribly. rail shooters. I don't know what people's like deal is against rail shooters. I don't have a problem with them at all. I, I think they're fun. Them. I like first person shooters on on like PCs and consoles and stuff. And then when I'm on my Wii, it's like cool. There are some cool rail shooters on here. Yep, same I did a too. Ghost Recon, and people flipped out that it was a rail shooter, and it's like co-op third person it's actually fun mm-hmm. and people flipped out <laughs> i couldn't believe it there's just so much hate well people want <laughs> giant boring 3d worlds to pointlessly meander around they don't want focused you know no yeah no games. why be constantly running and having to shoot things all the time like oh, when you can well, be off in like some, cor- some corner I get lost. A, a tree yeah, yeah. Pigs. i mean that's why that's why i'm one of the biggest defenders of, of killer seven in the office and everyone's like oh that game sucked I'm i like, think that game is so good yeah i killer think it's great it's so pretty it's it's, it's it just fun. a great game because it's just focus it's like, better than no more heroes yeah i agree i agree you know my favorite part of killer seven was what when that chick gets shot in the head <laughs> that was yeah. messed up yeah that was messed up <laughs> i was like the i was probably one of the first times where i was like playing a video game and i was like what <laughs> like no yeah that game had a lot of moments like that Cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's plug again uh, the Facebook pages and stuff. Do you? Do you have yeah, we have. Uh, so you can go to uh, if you search IGN.com on Facebook, you can join IGN and become a fan. Um, also, there's the Nintendo Voice Chat Facebook group. If you just search which is that, booming, which is booming. Thanks I think we're at like 1,500 fans or something. So we're catching up to Girl Fight, and we need to take them down. Nice. Um, so if any of you are fans of Girl Fight as well, you need to cut that crap <laughs> out and unfan them. Unlike them, I don't know how this works, but yeah, stop that, and then create four more fake accounts. And you can create a fake account like for them. me. I don't have one. Yeah, create, go create Sam Claiborne as a shy that's, guy. That's Sorry. dangerous. And, with a, and then with, you can deal with, his, with my parents. Yeah, with his mask ass face. And uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, cool. 
Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, well, Brian. Well, hey, you. thanks, Jack. What, uh, one sec. You don't get to plug your shot again. Hold on. <laughs> you should. Uh, we don't have a cool Facebook group like you, but you should also listen to the game Spy Debriefings. Mm. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's rather offensive. Yeah. Now, I hear you Enjoy guys say a lot of swear words on that one. Here and there. And we don't have these limitations. Do you guys talk about so. Nintendo games? Sometimes. Cool. We talk about games sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is Sam Claiborne, and uh, thanks for listening. Peace out, Koopalings. See ya. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.